UGA Football News presents today's sports report with Matthew Hall. On today's sports report, we'll talk about University of Georgia football and more. Today's sports report is brought to you by Happy Sewing and Quilting, offering products that will help you show your bulldog pride. Hall Shots Photography, going above and beyond to provide pristine and professional photography for all of life's greatest moments, plus many other fine sponsors. And now, here's your host of today's sports report. Chris Hall. Well, it's good to have you with us today on today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. I'm Chris Hall, your host. And that guy over there is Matthew Hall. And uh, welcome to our program today, Matthew. Hey, how you doing? Great to be with everyone out there again today on today's Sports Report. All right. On our program today, uh, we're going to look back at last week's game between Georgia and Florida. We don't want to, but it's our job. Somebody's got to do it. I guess uh, we'll probably perform an autopsy of the game last week uh, at least from the georgia perspective that's how you have to look at that game it was really not the game we were hoping to have and expecting to have from the university of georgia but we'll uh, look at that and talk a little bit about that game and what happened in the game and some ramifications from uh, that uh, blowout that georgia had at the hands of florida And then normally uh, at that point in our program, we would uh, turn and look at the upcoming game that Georgia would be having and the uh, game scheduled for Georgia for this coming Saturday against uh, the Missouri Tigers. We normally at that point in our program would be talking about that game and getting ready uh, for uh, the game between the Bulldogs and the Tigers. But of course, we can't do that this week because uh, this Saturday's scheduled game between Georgia and Missouri has been canceled because of Missouri's issue with uh, some COVID-19 problems. In fact, several SEC games and games around the country scheduled for this upcoming weekend have been canceled because of COVID-19 concerns. And uh, we're going to get into all of that. Uh, Just really kind of uh, some disconcerting uh, information coming down about uh, SEC games and other games around the country. And so uh, we're in the COVID-19 era. What do you think about all that, Matthew? Not really something uh, that uh, college football fans are real excited about. What's happening in uh, some of the major games coming up this weekend? Yeah, truly unfortunate situation. And it's just the, uh, you know, I hate to say it, it's just the period of time we're living in with uh, COVID out there. And, uh, you know, I hate to see Georgia and Missouri's uh contest canceled due to COVID-19 but it's not the only again it's just like you said it's not the only uh, game that's uh, impacted from COVID-19 for this upcoming weekend uh, several games uh, impacted from it and several games rescheduled for December so you know really an unfortunate set of circumstances but it is the uh, it's the era of football we're living in right now so just got to pick pick up the pieces and, and look forward and and hopefully, you know, the COVID-19 concerns will, will go away. Well, we'll talk more about uh, what's happening uh, with uh, Georgia and Missouri and the other games coming up in just a few minutes. First of all, let's do take uh, a look at uh, last Saturday's game uh, against Florida. Georgia landed the first couple of punches in the game. But then Florida landed almost all the other ones after that in that game. Florida took control of the SEC East with their stinging 44-28 to uh, defeat of Georgia last Saturday down in Jacksonville, Florida. Florida quarterback Kyle Trask was just fantastic for the Gators against Georgia last week. 
Trask had a record-setting day in the Florida win. The senior quarterback threw for 474 yards against Georgia, almost 500 yards, and he threw for four touchdowns against the Bulldogs. The yards were the most ever by a Florida quarterback against Georgia, and the win moves Florida one game ahead of Georgia and the SEC Eastern Division. The Gators will not face another ranked team in their last five games, and of course uh, they would have to lose twice uh, in the next uh, games that they play in the next five games to miss the SEC Championship game. So it looks like, uh, and apparently, obviously it is, Florida is in the driver's seat to win the SEC Eastern Division and make it to the SEC Championship game. So uh, your impressions on the game last week, Matthew, between the Bulldogs and Florida? Yeah, I mean, just really, uh, you know, it looked as if though Georgia was just, you know, started the game off with, uh, you know, looking very good. I mean, Zamir White right off the bat, just a long touchdown run. And it did. It looked like Georgia was going to be in the driver's seat and was going to be able to handle you know the the Gators. At least it appeared that way early on, and then uh, Florida. You know they they put the foot on on the gas, and and it was just too much for the, you know Georgia coming in banged up on defense already. You know the guys that came in and and tried to fill those roles, it just didn't work out. I mean Kyle Trask, four hundred seventy four yards and four touchdowns against Georgia. Again, you look back at the Alabama game where Georgia lost to. Alabama and Mac Jones, uh, that was one of the big things. Was that He was very effective throwing the ball and uh, threw for over 400 yards against Georgia. And Georgia, you know, of course, was defeated against Alabama. And then you, you run into the same scenario here. I mean, Georgia's defense just really could not stop the pass from Kyle Trask. And um, 474 yards, I mean, it doesn't matter who you're playing. If your defense gives up 474 yards, it's going to be very tough to win that ball game. Well, the game started off looking like it would be all Bulldogs. Zamir White scored on a 75-yard touchdown run on the very first play of the game. And, uh, of course, uh, from uh, last week's game, that play is our play of the game for the University of Georgia and courtesy of Learfield IMG College Audio and the Georgia Football Radio Network. Here's Scott Howard, the voice of the Bulldogs, with the call of that touchdown run. Kendall Milton will start in the backfield, Z, and now they split on a shift, and uh, Zamir's on the right side. He'll get the handoff from Bennett and running to the left. He's got a block at the 25 to the 30. Zamir to the near sideline. Zamir's going to take it all the way on the very first play. He's gone. Touchdown, Zamir White, 75 yards. After uh, that play, and Florida took possession, Florida then punted. And uh, Georgia had defense hail Florida on their first possession. And then Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett threw a 32-yard touchdown pass to make the score 14 to nothing. And then it was Kyle Trask and the uh, Florida Gators who took over this game. Uh, Trask led Florida in two quick scoring drives to even the score. By the end of the first quarter, it was 14-14. And then uh, Trask threw an interception. Uh, Eric Stotes uh, for Georgia uh, intercepted and returned for a touchdown, giving Georgia back the lead, 21-14. But then here comes Kyle Trask and the University of Florida. Trask uh, responded by throwing for three more scores before halftime, and the Gators led at halftime 38-21. Then in the second half, uh, the uh, defense for Georgia played some better, but Georgia's offense really could generate nothing against uh, the Florida Gators. Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett 
was benched in the third quarter after an interception. Dewan Mathis came off the bench to lead one uh, touchdown drive for the Bulldogs, but the Bulldogs never got any closer, and of course the game went on to uh, end with uh, Georgia losing 44-28. Well, the Georgia loss broke a a three-game win streak by the Bulldogs over Florida, and of course it all but eliminated the Bulldogs from any hope of winning the SEC Eastern Division. The Gator offense uh, again wound up with 571 total yards. Kyle Trask at his fifth game with at least four touchdown passes, becoming the first quarterback in Southeastern Conference history to accomplish uh, the feat of throwing four touchdown passes in five consecutive games. Uh, The Georgia offense managed only uh, 277 yards total yards and uh, had three turnovers. Georgia's two quarterbacks, uh, Stetson Bennett and Dwan Mathis, combined to go just nine for 29 in passing with 112 yards, two touchdowns. They had three interceptions. Zamir White went over uh, 100 yards for the second time in as many weeks, carrying the football just seven times for 107 yards and a touchdown. Uh, So... For the first time in some years, Georgia will continue to play its regular season games with a little chance of winning the SEC East, uh, even slimmer chances of reaching the SEC championship game, and uh, almost no chance of reaching the national playoff, uh, college football playoffs. And, uh, you know, for the first time, this is happening uh, in, in several years now. Uh, Georgia fans will look at the schedule and look at their team and say, well, we have no shot at winning the uh, SEC Eastern Division, going to the championship game in the SEC, and no shot at making the national playoffs. So what do you think, uh, Matthew, is the mood of Georgia fans uh, after this game? Uh, what do you think's going on with Bulldog Nation? Yeah, I mean, you've definitely got a lot of frustration uh, with Bulldog Nation. I mean, I've even seen some chatter out there about – a lot of fans wanting Kirby uh, Smart to be on the hot seat, considering considering uh, you know the uh, what's happened this season and losing to Florida the way we did, and you know it is virtually almost impossible for Georgia uh, to win the SEC East now. I mean Florida has a cupcake schedule, so, uh, so to speak, uh, to finish out the year. It, you would have to see something miraculous. And Florida would really have to show up, play a bad couple games, and and their opponents would have to play good games um, for Georgia, you know, to even have a shot. And this is little little chance to win the East, and even smaller chance to reach the SEC championship game representing the East. And when you don't, you know, when you factor in those things, I mean, the college football playoffs is automatically out of the picture. A lot of frustration among Georgia fans, as there has been for several years now. So what will Georgia do at quarterback? Uh, will Georgia continue with Stetson Bennett, or will the dogs turn to Dewan Mathis? He's a six foot six redshirt freshman, and of course, there's a lot of talk about J.T. Daniels, the former five star recruit and uh, Southern Cal starter, who started the season recovering from an ACL tear, but has it really surfaced even uh, since being declared healthy? Or will the Bulldogs just uh, take a gamble and turn to uh, true freshman Carson Beck? Uh, a lot of questions surrounding the uh, quarterback position and what Georgia will do. Well, that has to play out. Uh, it, it has to play out in practice, and it has to play out in uh, you know uh, what Kirby Smart feels like Georgia needs to do. And and there has been a question: Will this game, will the Florida Georgia game, and the loss by 
Georgia to Florida. Will it be a turning point for Kirby Smart at Georgia? Will Smart unleash offensive coordinator Todd Monken? You know, when Monken came in, there was a lot of buzz about, okay, now Georgia's really going to let her rip at offense. That has not been the case. Will Georgia now turn to a more wide-open offense? And can they with the quarterbacks, uh, the quarterbacks that they have? And, and the tenuous uh, production they've received out of their wide receivers. Uh, many Georgia fans long for a more wide-open offense. Or will Kirby stay with what he's been uh, doing? Will he uh, stay conservative uh, offensively and hope that his defense can hold down the other teams? That may work against uh, Kentucky and Vanderbilt and many uh, of the rest of the SEC teams. But obviously what Georgia is doing now is not going to work against elite offenses like Alabama, Florida, Clemson, and others. So uh, what is your best guess, Matthew? What, what will we see now out of the University of Georgia? People describe uh, Kirby Smart as being stubborn. Uh, will he stick with the uh, philosophy of, hey, we're going to try to clamp down on teams defensively and uh, do the best we can to score just enough points to win? Or will we see a more wide-open offense? And is it that even possible with the personnel that Georgia has now? What do you think? Well, I mean, you know, Kirby Smart, you know, to the adage that he is stubborn, I mean, a lot of people have seen the stubbornness of Kirby Smart, at least at the quarterback position and running the offense. And, you know, I do believe that this defeat right here um, at the hands of the Gators, uh, you know, pretty handily, I think that if there is a time where Kirby Smart's gonna gonna budge here a little bit, I think you're at that moment in time. I mean, there's really no no uh, no answers at the quarterback position with either Stetson Bennett. I mean, yes, he's had some success this season so far, but he's also struggled a lot recently. DeJuan Mathis comes in, uh, saw you know moments of of flashes of of greatness, but then you also have a lot of mistakes. Um, JT Daniels just sitting over there. I mean, I saw him, you know, watching the game, the last game. He looked pretty uh, pretty disappointed not to get a shot to go onto the field. And then you do have Carson Beck, who is a uh, five-star uh, quarterback out of the state of Florida. Highly touted, uh, just a lot of raw talent, uh, gunslinger, to say the least. Uh, a lot of people compared him to. Uh, what Georgia had when they had Matthew Stafford. So, you know, and, and Matthew Stafford was a true freshman when he was stuck in there, um, you know, coming off an injury. So you could, you know, I think if there's a point in time where you're going to see a change and, and really a lot, uh, a chance at the quarterback position for Kirby, you know, to really make a move and open the offense some and can just see what happens, I think you're at that point in time. Well, we'll uh, see what we shall see uh, in the weeks to come from the University of Georgia. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the cancellation of the Georgia-Missouri game and the other SEC games that have been canceled for this weekend because of COVID-19. Now, as we go to break, see if you know the answer to this Georgia Bulldog trivia question. Georgia began playing football way back in 1892. In that first year, Georgia played only two games. They had a, they had a two-game schedule. What were the two teams that Georgia played in their first year playing football in 1892? We'll have that answer when we come back right after this. Don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment with more of today's sports report with Matthew Hall. Hall Shots Photography, featuring the work of award-winning photographer and Georgia football lover Matthew Hall, is a proud sponsor of today's sports report. 
while Matthew is at home on the sidelines of Sanford Stadium taking beautiful action shots of another Bulldog victory, he also specializes in other types of photography, including landscapes, portraits, weddings, and promotional photos to help promote your business or your special cause. Matthew is also a trained videographer, and he loves capturing those always exciting high-in-the-sky drone shots. Matthew has been the camp photographer for various football camps, including those featuring Roquan Smith, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and other Bulldog greats. You can check out Matthew's work on Facebook at Hall Shots Photo and on Instagram at Hall Shots Photography. You can contact Matthew at HallShotsPhotography at gmail.com. That's HallShotsPhotography at gmail.com. Matthew has a camera, and he'll travel to get that right shot for you. Contact him today. Happy Sewing and Quilting is a proud sponsor of today's sports report. Happy Sewing and Quilting offers custom and professionally made items that will help you show your bulldog pride. How about a custom and professionally made 100% cotton face mask featuring beautiful bulldog fabric? Of course, everyone in your family will need more than one. And just like the bulldogs on game day, Happy Sewing and Quilting can and will deliver. From custom-made face masks to baby bibs to tote bags and more, Happy Sewing and Quilting will help you get ready for game day or any day you want to let the world know you love the Georgia Bulldogs. If you're interested in items featuring the colors and logos of other teams, or if you're interested in non-sports-related items that meet your taste and show off your style, Happy Sewing and Quilting will be more than happy to help you. For more information, you can contact Happy Sewing and Quilting at ahall1921 at hotmail.com. That's A-H-A-L-L-1921 at hotmail.com. Contact them today. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. Well, we're back on uh, today's Sports Report. Uh, When we went to break, we posed a trivia question. Georgia began playing football back in 1892. Boy, wouldn't you love to be able to go back and see that first game uh, for the University of Georgia. In the first year of football, Georgia played only two teams. What were those two teams? Well, Matthew, I know you're a Georgia football historian, so I'm pretty sure you know the answer to this. The uh, two teams that uh, Georgia played in their first year of football were Auburn and Mercer. Uh, in 1892, Georgia defeated Mercer 50 to nothing, but then they lost to Auburn 10 to nothing. Uh, wouldn't you love to be able to go back and See what those first games were like, Matthew. Yeah, it would be a treat to go, be able to go back and be able to see, you know, the first uh, Georgia football games and just the the history that's tied to it and the uniforms. I mean, of course, much different than what you would see today, and just you know, the long and steep tradition of playing at Hurdy Field, and then you know, over in 1929, you see Sanford Stadium built and the dedication game there, and just the just the you know the rich history of, of georgia football in in our state i mean just would be awesome to go back and see that yeah turning uh, to uh, georgia's scheduled game this week uh, with missouri this weekend it was scheduled but it has been canceled the georgia at missouri football game on november 14th has been postponed due to combination of uh, positive tests contact tracing and also subsequent uh, subsequent 
uh, quarantining of individuals within the Missouri football program consistent with SEC COVID-19 management requirements. Now, the situation within the Missouri's program isn't necessarily an outbreak. Uh, The Tigers made it known earlier this week that they had one positive test among uh, either players or uh, some of the personnel surrounding the Missouri program, but others were forced to quarantine due to contact tracing. The Tigers had to submit their available roster to the SEC, and apparently it did not meet mandatory minimum requirements. In other words, the Tigers did not have enough players to be able to uh, to play this coming Saturday, according to SEC minimum requirements. Uh, because Missouri has a game uh, tentatively scheduled for December the 12th, the opportunity to reschedule the Georgia at Missouri game will have to be evaluated by the SEC. The rescheduling of games on the remaining SEC football schedule may include December 19th as a playing date, and that's kind of interesting because December 19th is the date of the SEC championship game. So you may have the championship game going on, but other SEC games going on as well, of course, involving teams uh, who, which uh, will not be uh, eligible for the SEC championship game. So Georgia versus Missouri becomes the fourth SEC game to be postponed this week. There were three other games, SEC games, postponed. Uh, Georgia-Missouri uh, and also Alabama versus LSU, Tennessee, uh, Texas uh, A&M rather, versus Tennessee and uh, Auburn versus uh, Mississippi State. That game has been postponed as well. Also, Arkansas coach Sam Pittman has tested positive for COVID-19. Now, Arkansas and Florida will play, but Sam Pittman will not be on the sidelines for the uh, University of Arkansas. So um, here we are. Also, there's word that uh, Georgia's November 21st game against Mississippi State uh, also could be in jeopardy, uh, seeing how the uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs from the SEC West are currently dealing with some COVID-19 issues. I, I don't like this situation at all. Uh, now, here's how this works. It's not just that Missouri picked up a telephone and called the University of Georgia and said, uh, hey, we have to cancel the game on Saturday because we have someone with COVID-19. It is the SEC office, uh, the SEC Uh, officials who make the decisions to cancel games. Earlier this week, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey talked about the games that were canceled and how it affected him and then exactly how a decision is made to cancel an SEC game, which is a pretty big deal. Here's what uh, Commissioner Sankey had to say. Uh, It's one of these kind of body blows that you have to survive. We knew disruption was possible. We just are experiencing it uh, at a different level and uh, we'll refocus our efforts to get everybody healthy and let's get back to football both this Saturday and for the Saturdays in the future. The first point of communication is going to be with members of our staff and the outcomes are, are related to COVID testing and there are three points in our week where that occurs and I have talked about Friday being a hold your breath moment because we have testing on Thursday, the results come in on Friday, and then we can play Saturday. But that happens on Sunday, we receive results on Monday, happens on Tuesday, results come in on Wednesday, again on Thursday with those results on Friday, so teams can travel. So through the week, we have this um, 
you know, kind of hold your breath moment that's been continuous since we started playing, you know, soccer on September 18th and football on the 26th. Everything's gone well until this point. Um, really specifically on Tuesdays, we have a roster report from all of our programs that will show available players who are healthy, uh, positive test numbers, contact tracing numbers, and then break down by position in accordance with the standards set by our athletics directors. We go through that evaluation. When we're close, we maintain a little bit more communication. Um, when you get to a point where looking forward, you're not going to have players available, which is what happened earlier in this week, and you're going to be below the numbers, then it's time to make decisions. And that's what you saw play out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday uh, of this week. Uh, and so Georgia's game against Missouri has uh, been canceled. So uh, here's the SEC schedule for November the 14th. Scheduled was Georgia against Missouri. But also, there will be some games played in the SEC. For instance, Vanderbilt, my new most favorite team other than Georgia, will be playing against Kentucky at 12 o'clock on Saturday on the SEC Network. Vanderbilt is 0-5. Kentucky is 2-4. Vanderbilt lost to Mississippi State last week, 24-17. Almost made my prediction come true that Vanderbilt uh, would... uh, would, would uh, win uh, over uh, Mississippi State, but uh, the Commodores lost 24-17. Kentucky did not play. Uh, so you have Vanderbilt at Kentucky. Now, Matthew, I'm going to stick with my Commodores, even though they're 0-5. By the way, Kenny Seals, Florida's true freshman quarterback, has thrown for over 300 yards in the last two games uh, that Vanderbilt has played uh, against Mississippi and uh, Mississippi State. So Vanderbilt, Kentucky, I'm going to stick with Vanderbilt. What about you? Uh, I'm going to have to still stick with Kentucky in this game. I mean, I hate to go and say that Vanderbilt will be 0-6 uh, when this uh, you know this game ends, but since I see Kentucky holding on. It's all right. Uh, Texas A&M at Tennessee has been postponed. Auburn at Mississippi State has been postponed. Alabama at LSU. Uh, that was the CBS, scheduled CBS game. That has been postponed. I wonder... Who's going to fill that slot uh, for CBS? And uh, the, but playing uh, this coming weekend, Arkansas will be traveling down to Florida. Now, of course, Florida beat Georgia last week. Arkansas beat Tennessee. Go, you know, go Razorbacks, suey pigs. Uh, Arkansas beat Tennessee twenty-four thirteen. Arkansas comes into the game again three and three. Florida four and one. What do you think? Uh, could Arkansas catch Florida with maybe a droop over after the Georgia game? I don't know. I don't think so. But it'd be an interesting game between Arkansas and Florida. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, here's the difference in this game. I mean, this is a trap game for Florida. I mean, I know that Florida is on a roll. They and they have uh, played pretty well. I mean, you saw the uh, offensive production that they put up against the University of Georgia in the last game, which led to the Dogs' defeat. But the the deal is this. I mean, Arkansas's defense has been uh, sneakily good, and they've been coached very good. Um, they Their defense has been among the best of the SEC against the pass. And uh, Arkansas has only allowed 300 passing yards one time all season, and that was in a win over uh, Mississippi State. So if, if some chance uh, Arkansas's defense can somehow keep Kyle Trask under control in terms of the passing game, which they've been pretty good against the pass this season, as I just mentioned. 
then Arkansas gives themselves a chance. Uh, you know, the biggest problem that Arkansas has uh, with that said is that Arkansas has had some turnovers themselves, which has led to a lot of problems for them in games. So, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I still think Florida comes out on top because I think that Kyle Trask is, uh, you know, he's just in that mode right now, much like Joe Burrow got in the mode last season with LSU. And I don't see, even though Arkansas has been very good against the pass this season, only giving up 300 yards in one game, uh, 300 passing yards in one game, I don't see them containing Kyle Trask uh, for all four quarters. So I'm going to give Florida the victory here. Okay, the only other SEC game being played this weekend uh, that was scheduled uh, as South Carolina, 2-4, and four, will be taking on Ole Miss, 2-4. and four, South Carolina traveling uh, to Ole Miss. That's a 7-30 game on the SEC Network. South Carolina lost to Texas A&M last week, 48-3. Texas A&M just completely dominated that game. Ole Miss uh, did not play, and a lot of scuttlebutt around saying uh, the South Carolina fans are looking for Hugh Freeze from uh, Liberty University to be their next head coach. They've already moved on from Will Muschamp. So, South Carolina against Ole Miss. I'm going to go with Ole Miss in this one. I I think South Carolina's really down. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, South Carolina's, uh, I believe that that Ole Miss gets the, and Lane Kiffin get the victory in this game. Um, You know, the Rebels, uh, they lead the SEC in rushing, and their offense, their offense is second in the conference behind Alabama. Uh, you know, pretty big numbers there for uh, for Ole Miss, and uh, you know, its offensive. It says, you know, its offense has dipped, you know, yet to dip below 442 yards in a game, and South Carolina just does not have the defense to disrupt that kind of offense in this game. And so, you know, in my personal opinion, I don't see uh, South Carolina and Will, Will Muschamp's defense uh, holding that kind of offensive production out of Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss this weekend. I give Ole Miss the victory. Yeah, it could be. Uh, you know, South Carolina's really having a tough season. Will Much, uh, Muschamp uh, certainly is on the hot seat. Well, that's uh, all the games that will be played in the SEC for this coming weekend across the country. There will be some other games going on, and we'll keep an eye on them, unfortunately, no Bulldog game this coming Saturday. Uh, so uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on what's happening with the University of Georgia, and we'll have a good report for you on our next program. That's our program for today. Today's sports report with Matthew Hall is a presentation of Hall Sports Communications. The executive producer of today's sports report is Trip Block. Our technical advisor is Garrett Carter, the director and board operator for today's program has been Charles Graham. To contact Hall Sports Communications, uh, you can email us at chrishall71 at hotmail.com. That's chrishall71 at hotmail.com. We thank our sponsors, Hall Sports Photography and Happy Sewing and Quilting for making today's program possible. If you're interested in being a sponsor for our program, contact us today at chrishall71 at hotmail.com. Thank you for joining us for our program today. We look forward to having you with us next time. Until then, God bless you, and please be safe out there. Thank you for joining us for this edition of today's Sports Report with Matthew Hall. 
We thank our many fine sponsors for making our program possible. Be sure to join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with University of Georgia football and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs. 